You are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to a special bonus episode of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and in this bonus episode, I'm just giving you uh, a, a taste, just a taste of uh, my conversation with Javier Reyes of Locked On Padres. We talked a little bit about baseball before we got into some of our Marvel talk. Uh, this came on Friday, right on the heels of the Trevor Bauer news, so we talked about the Trevor Bauer deal. Uh, I didn't post it on Saturday because the A's made a trade of their own, so I'm I'm getting this out to you guys. Uh, it's just us talking about the NL West and how the Padres and Dodgers are, uh, you know, building an arms race and how interesting it should be where he thinks the Padres stack up with the Dodgers after the Trevor Bauer news. Uh, we both kind of felt like the Dodgers overpaid a little bit, uh, but we did not mention the terms of the deal. So I want to give those to you guys real quick. Uh, Trevor Bauer in 2021 will be getting $40 million and then he has an opt out after that season. And then if he opts back in with the Dodgers, he will be getting $45 million to to pitch for the the Dodger blue one more time. Uh, And then there's another opt out after that year. And if he opts back in, then I think that he's getting $18 million. Nobody's said $18 million, but that's the rest of the deal that's out there. It's $102 million guaranteed. So uh, that seems like the deal for him. And that's why I said that it was an overpay. You'll hear me say it's an overpay here in a minute. Um, and I'll send it to that here in just one sec. But I also, uh, on my trade breakdown from the Elvis Andrews coming to Oakland deal, I did say that he now has a player option for the 2023 season in which he'd make $15 million. And that is sort of true, but also not quite the whole truth. So I just wanted to expand on that real quick. I read a little bit more and MLB trade rumors is saying that uh, it is still a vesting option, but it becomes a player option if it vests as opposed to being a mutual option if it vests. So that is where that came in. So in order for that contract to vest for the 2023 season, he needs to have either 550 plate appearances in the 2022 season. So that would be uh, not this year, but next year uh, during that season, or he needs to have 1,100 plate appearances between this coming season, 2021, and next year, 2022. And uh, I think that they can manipulate that, the A's uh, being the they there. I think that they can manipulate that just enough where they don't necessarily give him the option to return to Oakland by using Nick Allen at shortstop or using you know Chad Pinder a little bit more, whoever they have, to play a little bit more shortstop. And this is assuming a full year of health from Elvis Andrews. And uh, so I think that that's where they're going is they're probably they're not planning on paying him for 2023. So it makes a little bit more sense there that they would not be adding two big years of uh, money. They basically took Chris Davis's contract, moved it to next year, and instead they can try and compete a little bit more this this coming season here that starts in the next uh, week or two. So um, I think that that's what they're going with here. And it makes more sense from an A's perspective to just move the money down the line a little bit more. Hopefully they get fans in the stands and John Fisher is, you know, back up to roughly a hundred million dollar payroll. Uh, I'm not betting on it right now, but you know, 
maybe it happens. It's it's a pipe dream at this point, but we'll see what happens. Um, so that's all that I wanted to update you guys on right there. Uh, there are no ads because this is a bonus episode. So I'm going to send it straight to uh, my talk with Javier Reyes of Locked On Padres talking about the Padres and Dodgers and the NL West and just how he sees that division shaping up, especially with uh, three teams that aren't going to be necessarily in contention with uh, the Padres and Dodgers just doing their own little arms race this winter. So that should be a lot of fun. Uh, just one quick note before I send it to that, though. Um, I am going to be talking with Bryce Patterick of Locked On Rangers. We're going to be doing a crossover on Sunday morning. So that'll be coming up for you guys probably right after the Super Bowl. So uh, let's see if I can get that edited and out to you guys for that. Um, and then plenty of trade talk to talk about as well as well as uh, what's coming up for the guys. What, what can they do with some of this newfound financial freedom? Hopefully it's going to be reinvested back into the team. Obviously that's not a guarantee, but that's the hope right now. On the podcast, it's already up. Uh, the Andrews is going to the A's or whatever I named it. Um, I talked a little bit about some of the guys that they could go after, some avenues that could be uh, taken by the A's. I'm going to be doing a little bit more of that coming up this week. So make sure to subscribe to the Locked On A's podcast. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Bad Jason B on Twitter. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So without further ado, here is my talk with Javier Reyes of Locked On Padres talking about the NL West. Uh, we got more Marvel talk coming as well. That'll be another bonus episode coming for you guys this week. So, uh, Make sure to hit subscribe and here you go. I am here with Javier Reyes of Locked On Padres. We're going to talk a little bit about Trevor Bauer and we got a bunch of Marvel stuff to talk about. Uh, some of it relates to baseball, but uh, first, Javi, how are you doing? I am doing pretty good. Pretty good. All good. things considered. Yeah, pretty good. All things considered being the Dodgers <laughs> signing Trevor Bauer. Yeah, I'll think just the way the state of the world, uh, the state of the world, which is which is an evergreen thing to say. I understand that that people I feel like people at this point are getting tired of hearing people be like, yeah, I'm doing good concerning, you know, everything going on in the world. Like, all right. Every like, yeah, it's we're living in crazy times, guys. But I would say, um, yeah, the Bauer thing was a little bit of a gut punch, a, not like a I don't even want to call it a, a gut punch, but a nice a solid body blow. Like it's it's stumbling us as Padres fans just a little bit, but we still we clearly you know we got some game left in us you know it's like that fight in Creed when uh when he hits what's his face for the first time in the final fight the the guy who's like the best boxer out there and he he hits him for the first time he's like oh like you know he's he didn't <laughs> knock him down or anything but he, he brushed him off a little bit it scared us so uh but yeah at all things considered things are going all right I mean it could also just end up being a whiff too I, that much money I know mm -hmm. that it doesn't matter to the Dodgers because. They don't care about mm -hmm. the luxury tax or anything like that. But um, the rotation looks good, but the Padres have an equally good rotation if you line them up, you yeah. know, correctly and whatnot. Um, it's just, mm -hmm. is Tatis going to, you know, keep progressing? Did they make enough moves on the margins? The Padres still got plenty of guys if they want to make another trade too. Um, I think that it's going to be interesting. I think that the Dodgers are probably the better of the two teams, but it's not, Finding mm -hmm. Bauer isn't that big of a chasm to me. It the chasm they, they were close. Mm -hmm. Now it's like maybe half an inch further. It's not a huge deal, but it could get them, you know, the the NOS title, which I guess that matters. Uh where are you mm -hmm. putting these two teams? How are you ranking them? And then how far ahead of like the Giants, Dodgers, uh, uh Giants, Rockies, and Diamondbacks are they? Oof, man. I mean the the three things. All right. Firstly, the Giants. Oh, man. The Giants, the Rockies and Dimebacks are just going to be like appetizers for these two teams this year. It's going to be it's it's one of the more it's it is the top heavy team 
uh, division. I mean, in all of sports, you might even be able to argue right now where the the bottom teams are real bad. The Rockies clearly don't know what they're doing. Uh, I, I love that someone joked. They were like, uh, the Rockies are also paying $20 million of Trevor Bauer's salary, which I thought was hilarious. That was my favorite tweet of the discourse today. Um, and the Diamondbacks, like the Diamondbacks were one of those teams that suspicions were was 2019 did they have a lot of guys that are i think pretty good baseball players but did they play over their their head just a bit yeah uh eduardo escobar and Cattell Marte were still solid players for sure but they weren't like 30 30 like 30 home runs 30 steel type guys i don't know why i'm using fantasy stats but that's what it was <laughs> the next thing is if bauer is what he was in 2020 if bauer is even what he was in 2018 i think that's a huge chasm however I don't think any serious baseball person can say definitively that we know what version of Bauer we're getting. This goes both ways. I don't think we could say for sure that everybody's like, guys, it was such a huge overpay. Only two good years. He's not that good. I don't necessarily know that. What if we don't know? There's been my take as someone who tries to be, for some reason, super objective on Trevor Bauer. I don't know why. I don't know why I don't just give in. <laughs> you know, I don't know why I don't just give in, but trying to be objective, it's like, this isn't the first free agent in baseball that has basically had like one or two good years and teams buy in thinking he's turned the corner. Now this isn't the first time this has ever happened. I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but this is the first time a guy's like 29 30 and they're coming off a great season. So then they finally get paid and people are like, we think this is the legit, this is the guy. Right. So from that perspective, let's stop acting like Bowers unique in that respect. And then lastly, my last point is, which I talked about in my podcast the only thing that gets me annoyed is this idea that there's that it's not even close between the Padres and Dodgers. It's like, I too believe the Dodgers are better. I think that they just have more solid guys that when the going gets tough, they've had a little bit more uh, experience in the postseason, even though, like, you know, like I said, it's not uh, on my podcast. Let's remember, guys, 2020, before that, what are the Dodgers known for? Tragic, awful losses in the postseason. So acting like it's a guarantee like they're the new England Patriots where they are, they'll just find a way. Isn't necessarily true. Um, are they the better of the two teams? I think so. I think they have a little bit more depth. I like guys like Chris Taylor. I love the fact that I don't know if he's still on the team, but for this next year, but AJ Pollock is a guy that is like your fourth or fifth outfielder. That's just a nice feeling that like, if one of those guys goes down, this guy can be plugged in, maybe have a couple good weeks for you. That feels good. Right. Padres don't have that luxury in the outfield necessarily. And for the rest of their team, there's a little bit of some depth issues. However, I, I just, I can't vibe with that. And I think it's a national media thing. I think national baseball writers, national media coverage is like so used to talking about the Dodgers that they don't realize, Hey, uh, Denelson Lamet is just as good as Clayton Kershaw at this stage of, stage of his career and maybe a little bit better. And he's certainly been better than Walker Buehler, or at least, eh, I don't know. I don't know what to think of Walker Buehler, but anyway, the Dodger fans love him. And then everyone else is like, uh, so I don't really know entirely how to feel about Walker Buehler, but then Julio Urias, you know, they've still got a great rotation, but don't sleep on Chris Paddock having at least a better season than this year. They still got some great uh, prospect in Mackenzie Gore they still got uh, what's his face? You Darvish and Blake Snell now. So let's not act like they just jumped miles ahead. It's going to be super. And I tweeted, it's going to be a nuclear war, man. I mean, this is going to be one of the better matchups between two juggernauts in a division that baseball's seen for a long time. I'm excited to watch it, honestly. Between uh, the NL West and the NL East, division battles are where it's at right there. The Central can get out of here with the Cardinals win the end uh the AL West it'll be 
interesting because they're so close, dumb. but they're all like 85 win teams. Um, and then like yeah. the, the East, the AL East will be probably the Yankees. Maybe the Blue Jays have some fun, but unless the Blue Jays are doing anything, then whatever. And then uh, the Central White Sox and maybe the Twins, but it's a shitty division, so I don't care. Um, going back mm-hmm. to your, your contract thing where guy has a good couple of years and then gets a big contract. I'm thinking Chris Davis, the Orioles version, is kind of that mm-hmm. guy where he got yep, like a yep. big deal and because mm-hmm. he was hitting a bunch that's of a homers and they just lost it. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. that did not yeah. work out oh for God, them. Forgot it hasn't worked out for them. I believe he's still on the team somehow. And uh, <laughs> oh my God. That poor, I, I mean, poor guy. He He's getting paid. Uh, he could quit whenever he wants, I guess. Um, yeah, that's poor Orioles. I like the Orioles though. I I like really <laughs> crappy teams. Yeah, the worse the better. Yeah, as long as they're like watchable and have like a couple of guys that I'm like, ooh, they're fun. Like Ryan Mountcastle, excited about him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Adley Rutschman's coming. They're giving the fans some hope, and that's all that I really ask for as a baseball fan is give me something to watch mm-hmm. that I'm like, ooh, this is this is the yeah. day that he's gonna be the next guy. You know, like uh, Fernando. Yeah, you could make an argument. Sorry to cut you off. Well, you're gonna- I think you could make an argument that although they're not a worse team, I think the most hopeless team in the league right now is the Rockies. I think that for what they did, getting rid of Arenado, it's like, cool, you have Trevor Story. Awesome. This administration and management clearly shows that they don't like making good baseball moves. So Pittsburgh, you know, Baltimore, at least they're kind of like in the rebuild where you're like, you know, you're supposed to be bad. The Rockies, it's not like you know you're supposed to be a bad team. Like, you're supposed to technically maybe compete a little bit. So, I feel bad for the Rockies fans, man. Uh, but you're right. Sometimes bad teams can be entertaining. I know it's tough in baseball. It's very niche to like bad teams in baseball. Very, very niche. This isn't like the NBA or even football where it's like there's something kind of hilarious about football teams that are terrible, like the Jets this year. <laughs> the whole tankathon action. Like, there is something hilarious about that. But in baseball, it could be rough. I don't know, man. It's 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 very interesting. I know this is like kind of the last domino, or I should say the last big domino. There's still some other interesting storylines. I still want to see what the Cubs are going to do. I still want to see what they're going to do with Bryant, maybe even Javi Baez. I want to see how much of a fire sale they still have. I want to say, don't sleep on the Nationals. I think that they're going to be an interesting team still, uh, too. I still think they should be buyers. Um, and then you've got, uh, I think, Marcelo Zuna is still available. Jack Peterson's kind of interesting. There's still some guys out there for for baseball fans. But, yes, I officially – I think after Bauer getting signed, out of the top the top dogs, the the, the ones that will generate headlines, yeah, this is probably the last domino to fall. I, it, for me, it, as an A's fan, because uh, I, I, feel, I feel like if you're not competing, then just sell all your good parts. The Rockies should be trying to trade story. Maybe they are, but uh, according to that press conference, it doesn't sound like that's in their uh, their wheelhouse right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like you got to trade story at this point. Give the fans like, hey, we're not competing. And also uh, Herman Marquez, trade yeah. him too. Trade those two guys. Give Rockies fans another team to watch. If it's like the Angels, if Marquez goes to the Angels, that'd be a great thing. That'd be great for baseball because then they're getting a pretty decent start. Oh, that would be awesome, yeah. And uh, I, I think that that division's winnable. You get Mike Trout in the playoffs. I think that that'd be a fun move for baseball. It'd suck for the A's, but hey, I, I'd like to see Mike Trout in the playoffs at some point. That'd be nice. Um, and yeah. then Trevor Story, trade him wherever. It isn't it matter. amazing that, yeah, Trevor Story... Remember when he first came into league because Tulo, was it Tulowitzki was still on the team, I think? I believe so, yeah. And he is officially gone. So it's like Story's first season. 
filling in for him. Remember when we had that fun stretch where he hit like 20 home runs in 30 days or whatever it was? Like he be, That's arguably the most exciting thing to happen to the Rockies fan base in like the <laughs> last 10 years. I feel so bad for those guys. I mean, they made a World Series, but I believe they got swept. So that sucked. All right, so that is where our interview took a turn into Marvel territory. That'll be coming up for you guys a little bit later this week. Um, as he said, Marcelo Zuna had not uh, signed at that specific moment. I think he signed about 10 minutes later. It'll come up in that Marvel interview as well. So uh, we broke news on the podcast, but you're not hearing it until four days later or whatever. Um, so uh, we got more coming up for you guys from that conversation. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that Uh Padres don't sleep on them. I, I'm still rooting for the Padres, especially after the Trevor Bauer signing. I was already rooting for the Padres, but now I'm definitely rooting for the Padres. Gotta love those Brown Unis. And Fernando Tatis is probably my favorite baseball player right now, aside from Matt Chapman, because uh, those two guys, who boy, they can uh, they can put on a show. So uh, that's it for me today, you guys. So until next time, stay indoors and celebrate good times, Oakland. Keep wearing those masks, and I will talk with you guys soon.